Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Through the Portal podcast, your speculative fiction book club. My name is Alyssa Markins, and today we are going to be talking about my book, Perilous Star. This episode is going to be very spoilery. So if you haven't listened to that first episode, if you haven't read the book, maybe read it or mind spoilers, go ahead and continue listening. Entering the portal in three, two, one. Welcome to Through the Portal podcast, your speculative fiction book club. I'm doing this podcast today with Chi Obasi. Um, she's my business partner for Kingdom Books and as well as author of Faith Found, which is going to be coming out in October. Hi, Chi. Hey. <laughs> and, and we also have Zana Renee here with us. She has an amazing YouTube channel. You can <laughs> find her at Zana's Books. And we are very happy to have her on here as a guest today to talk about my book. <laughs> Yes, hello. And speaking of Alyssa's book, uh, one thing that you probably know is that it follows the Western Zodiac. So we're going to put Alyssa to the test to see how well she knows the personality of her characters and the star signs or Zodiac signs that she's given them. Alyssa, based on my personality, what is my Zodiac <laughs> sign? It's so much pressure. Um, I just, I feel like every single fact I researched about the Zodiac personalities just like flew out my brain right now. Uh, <laughs> just think based on your characters. How about that? Would that be easier based or on, like, would that be harder? I don't know. Cause I, I feel like you could be, oh, Sagittarius. <laughs> what makes you think Sagittarius? Do we have? Can I ask that? Yeah. What um, about what? Well, actually, originally I was gonna say Aquarius, but <laughs> um, then I just switched my mind, and I'm not exactly sure why. <laughs> I think you seem like a Sagittarius. You seem outgoing, a little quirky. Like you, you're good with people, but you maybe dance to the beat of your own drum. Um, mm -hmm. I think that. I don't know if that is, if that's what you are, but I, I get why. That was basically okay. all the reasons why I initially thought Aquarius. <laughs> are those are those signs very similar? No, uh, not really. Oh, not really. <laughs> Aquarius, I think, in general, is supposed to be like a little bit more like quirky, but in a like I don't care what anyone thinks about me, and I'm gonna do everything my way sort uh -huh. of thing. Um. Sagittarius I think is more about like adventure and truth is kind of how I boil that one down okay <laughs> okay so I am neither of those okay. <laughs> I am born at the start of September okay so I am Virgo? a I'm a Virgo <laughs> that was and it totally sounds like a cop-out but I I remembered that like when we were talking about this before we started recording and I was like no not Virgo but it was <laughs> I don't know what the personality traits of a Virgo are but I do distinctly remember once upon a time talking with someone and they looked at me and they're like yeah yeah you're a Virgo and I was like I don't know whether to be complimented or insulted but you're not wrong you're also related to me so you know that fact about me so <laughs> 
All right. Well, we are going to get into the synopsis of the book before we get started with this. So if you want just a quick overview of the book real quick, Perilous Star follows my main character, Kaylee. She is 21 years old and starts out life in Earth. Uh, her dad died when she was eight and she grew up having to raise her mom kind of because of the emotional disarray that she was in. And her brother, Trent, ended up blaming her for the death of her dad and was abusive ever since then. Um, at the time that this story starts, there's all these different people that are popping up with these different elements and causing all kind of like havoc over the earth. And one day Kaylee gets into this earthquake bus accident sort of deal. She gets attacked by a shadow snake, discovers she has the ability to control fire, meets the Zodiac, Leo, who then invites her to come to the celestial realm with him and learn how to begin training to become the next Leo Zodiac. There is this 13th Zodiac sign named Ophiuchus that's been trapped in the dream realm for years and years and years. And that, that Ophiuchus Zodiac is connected to all of the shadow snake attacks that have been increasing frequency since she got to the celestial realm. So she goes on this quest to kind of figure out what's going on with that, all the while learning how to control her new abilities. She meets new recruits who are also training to be part of the Zodiac. She lives in House Ignis now with Luca and Joseph, who are the Aries and Sagittarius recruits. And she's placed on a team with Nico, who's the Scorpio recruit, Shayna, who's the Virgo recruit, and Alex and Ryan, meaning to be future Gemini signs. They're twins. <laughs> <laughs> they end up for the second phase of their training going to earth where Kaylee comes into contact with her brother again who's been transformed into this super terrifying lizard monster and they basically are trying to kill each other at this point he's trying to kill her and their final battle Shayna ends up getting kidnapped by the shadows Meanwhile, while all this is going on, there's been a breach between the dream realm where Ophiuchus is being held captive and the celestial realm. Shadow snakes are attacking everything and Kaylee tries to find out where the source of this is so she can go save Shayna. But instead of finding out how to fix everything, she finds major betrayal. <laughs> and um, yeah, the 13th zodiac sign is unleashed upon the world that that's how I ended book one <laughs> awesome I loved the ending <laughs> um before we get into like all of the kind of a detailed like plot by plot thoughts Anna what was just your overall like impression of the book so I remember I got an ARC copy of the book. So I'm super blessed that I got to read it early and I got to leave a review. I remember I was on a road trip and I was just scrolling through it, reading through it. And I was like, all right, yeah, like, this is really cool. This is really cool. Like, I dig this. Okay, I'm invested. <laughs> Where's the rest of the book? Why is it over? Like. <laughs> I remember reading through it so quickly like I had been in such a reading slump so I had told myself like there was no way I was going to finish the book over the trip and I was gonna you know it would be fun to read going to and fro the location I was going to and that it'd be all right like maybe it'd get me out of my reading slump and I devoured it very quickly <laughs> um I I was just so impressed 
with it. Honestly, I was so impressed that Alyssa was able to weave such an interesting and creative and fun story without needing to rely on a lot of cliched tropes that I'm finding nowadays in a lot of books in similar categories. So it was an absolute delight and I loved it. Honestly, I had a lot of similar thoughts. I've been really lucky. Obviously, I know Alyssa very well. So I've gotten to read this book in a few different iterations. And I think for me, I loved it when I first read it, when it was still undergoing a lot of edits and there were a lot of things that were taken out and added in. But I think getting to read the like final, final version was really cool because there was so much like, there's so much about the story that just, I think the pacing really is what it comes down to. You just constantly feel like you're like, wait, no, wait. Oh my gosh. No, stop. Like, whoa, don't do that. Oh, where are we going? Oh my gosh. Like, it's so exciting. It's so dynamic. It's so much fun. It's just a really fun book to read. And I think for me, I, I am a very voracious reader. I just today I was like, oh, you know, it'd be fun. I'm going to set my Goodreads profile to read 52 books this year. And I said it and immediately Goodreads was like, great, you beat your goal. You've read 53 books this year. And I was like, oh, well, never mind then. I, I, it's a problem. I read too much. And I think because of that, it used to be me. <laughs> um, because of that, sometimes exactly what you said, books fall into tropes for me. And it's like, oh, been there done that like not that it's a bad read but just I know where this is going and I think I was really pleasantly surprised by a lot of this book um which is one of my favorite things about it so that being said so hard not to squeal right now I'm so happy (laughs) I can only imagine yeah how wonderful it would be to watch the book grow and to see how it evolves like Ah, but that that's just wonderful that must be so much fun it has been it's been it has been really really cool um okay so now let's kind of go a little bit deeper um let's kind of go plot by plot point through the book and really like dissect this book um you know, let's give, give people what they came here for. Um, so the book starts, um, like we said in the synopsis with Kaylee, our main character, who's living in California, um, with her mom, who's just kind of ineffective and her elder brother, who is just verbally and honestly, physically, uh, abusive to her, at least in the scene that we get to see, um, and then basically she meets the Zodiacs at a coffee shop. I really want to talk about that scene because I think the scene with her in, with her family, with like the opening, with like the news article and every, or the broadcast I thought was like interesting. But then when she goes to the coffee shop, I don't know why, first of all, just that shop in general is like so intriguing, but also when she's at the store and like everybody loves her. Um, I want to know your thoughts about this because I'm not going to lie. At at first I was like, oh God, this isn't going to be one of those Mary Sue stories, right? Where like everybody's in love with the main character and she's the best person that's ever lived. And then just like, I loved how quickly that was resolved because I think that's when I got on board 
with with Kaylee was like when she actually meets the Zodiacs and I'm like okay cool interesting people like what's happening I don't know if that makes sense like it just took an immediate sharp turn away from where I thought the book was going um yeah I'm just curious I guess what your thoughts were on kind of any of those opening scenes I definitely agree with you I was I was a touch worried when I started reading it and it was just like well Trent obviously hates her yeah but everyone else seems to just go out of their way to make her happy for no reason yep and I was a little worried I was like okay so like I can push past this like I love Alyssa like I'll keep reading <laughs> and um well I guess we mentioned that we were going to talk about spoilers can I like talk about like, oh yeah yes you can so it was it was so interesting that uh she really didn't like the attention because usually those Mary Sue characters really bask and bathe in it but to yep. find out that it's it's because of her affinity to Leo and yeah. it's the Leo charm which uh brings in one of my favorite parts of the book actually that everyone for no apparent reason is just drawn to her because of this ability because I I would almost akin it to like like pheromones or something like she just exudes yeah. this I have to please this person or I have to do yep. something for this person and it, it was really cool to see that because then as she learns that she has that ability that yep. you know you can train those kinds of abilities and use it to your advantage in the field and it was just like yep. okay okay I'm on board with this and yeah it goes into one of my favorite parts but I'll save that for later no go for it Go for it now. Yeah. My favorite part. So I we're we're jumping right into big spoilers, right? Here. Yeah, there's we warned um, everyone. So Nico, our our boy. <laughs> the scene where where we get it from his perspective and leading up to it, we're we're wondering if he is if he is a bad guy or if yeah. he's actually just fighting to be good. And, you know, he's that bit of an unreliable narrator in those moments. And he's he's talking to himself. He's trying to psych himself up about the fact that the reason he's attracted to Kaylee is because of the Leo charm and not because he yeah. actually feels guilty for what he's going to do. Yeah. And that moment I was just like, wow, like the the guy is trying to like fight the no this is the leo charm this isn't real this is the leo charm this isn't real i have to hurt this person yeah like <laughs> yeah no that reading was... his reading his perspective that yeah. that was my one of my favorite parts is a moment that just sticks with me still that he's just fighting because he knows that he has to do this but he doesn't want to and so he's trying to chop it up to no i don't feel yeah. anything this is fake this is fake yeah. I can't afford to feel anything. I thought that portion was so wonderfully written and just, oh, it broke my heart. Because <laughs> then, you know, he yeah. does. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I think Nico was one of my favorite characters just in general. I think from even like from way back from the first version of the story that I ever read, he just jumped out at me because he's so like, you almost, you, you, it's like you're reading it and you know, you can't trust him, yes. but you want to keep telling yourself like, no, no, this is fine. He's fine. He's going to like come through in mm -hmm. the end. He's going to be a good guy in the end. At least I was. Yeah. Like but, the halo oh, effect. Exactly. Like and then just no, just no, he just leans into fully. He, I mean, he goes off the deep end. He says, I'm in, I'm a hundred percent in with being the worst person in this book besides Trent. 
Which can we also talk about that? Can we talk about Trent's transformation? That oh my gosh, yes. My favorite scene. Everything with Trent in it when he's in that kind of like shadowy realm and he's just, Mm -hmm. oh, it's it's so good. It's so good. It it reminds me about um the struggle people have with anger and the reason why anger so many people struggle with it is because anger feels good. And he has always been so angry. And, you know, I feel like he has good reason, like, to be angry, quote unquote, but that doesn't excuse anything he's done. You've given him a very yeah. good, solid reason for being the bad guy. Yeah. Um, but his literal transformation into a snake, like, yeah. you know, we've always in culture, in our culture and in several cultures around the world, like snakes have always been very dangerous, sneaky, sly creatures. And whereas Kaylee, at first when she's introduced to this world, kind of like, kind of sticks with her roots in earth a little bit and is very cautious about approaching this new world and then loves it. We see Trent who is, you know, he hates it at first, but the second he gets an ounce of power, he's drunk on it. And I thought that was just so well done. That is such a good point. I didn't even think about it that way, but that's so true. Like the um, um, immediately it's like, oh yeah, Trent, you are, you are able to do all these things. He's like, cool. I just have to kill my sister, but done. Let's go. No cap. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, he's so excited for it, which is he's, he is such a complex, interesting villain character because I agree with you it's like you completely understand why he hates Kaylee so much but then you're just like dude chill yeah this is still your sister also one of the things and I think my biggest my biggest thing with Trent is the amount of lack of empathy that even if it's Kaylee's fault you both lost a parent Mm -hmm. and I think it it says a lot about who he was before even before their dad died that the second this happened his immediate reaction was okay so she's dead to me I think I thought that was like a really subtle but interesting thought because I'm like if one of my siblings did something really horrible but also was it it had consequences for them as well as mm-hmm. me. I feel like it was my, an accident. <laughs> exactly. I feel like my very first instinct would be anger, sure. But then I would be like, okay, they're hurting too. And we have mm-hmm. to like rebuild together. And I think it's as a, it almost makes him more interesting for me as a villain when I, when I think about it that way, because I'm like, yeah, even before their dad died, he can't have been a great person. That was his excuse. Exactly. People exactly. who abuse always look for an excuse that you made me do this. If you exactly. hadn't done this, I wouldn't have to act this way. And he, exactly. it's perfect. He's yeah. given himself the perfect excuse in his mind yep. to shed, shed like a snake, shed his humanity. He literally yeah. sheds his humanity, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do my best to keep my velociraptor screeching of excitement internal. <laughs> um another kind of huge or I guess not plot point but character since we're, we've talked about a few characters now I really want to talk about Luca because I feel like Luca is the character that grew the most on me while reading the book when he's first introduced I was kind of like oh I don't know about this and then by the end I was like completely sold I was like okay 
what go last line? go find him go get her you can do it you can do it luca because <laughs> i remember yeah because the the epilogue is written by him and i thought that was yeah i just remembered the the last lines the i'll find you kaylee he whispered i'll find you and i'll kill whoever did this to you yeah it's just oh like you just see him evolve and he's like such this yeah. sweet nice guy and he really likes her and then it, it's the the trope and it's a good trope of you've got this really nice guy and he's really sweet and then something happens to the main character and he just snaps yep and it's so good um obviously we could talk all day about Kaylee and her transformation which mm-hmm. I also loved I liked it because I felt like and I am a Leo, so I might be biased, but I feel like <laughs> a lot of, I felt like it did a really good job of showing, like, a lot of people say, like, okay, Leo, Leos are, like, arrogant and, like, full of themselves and, like, you know. Um, you mean they're not? Well, you're talking to <laughs> you, so that might not be, this might not be the time <laughs> for that opinion. Um, if, we, if we are, it's because we deserve it. Yeah. Like, but okay you say that but that's that's actually what I was gonna say about Kaylee is I feel like you see a lot of her confidence but you also see a lot of what she's masking with that confidence if that makes sense and Mm -hmm. I thought that was like a really interesting way to to break down that character and to kind of make her really relatable because she kind of is like I'm not going to lie. I can relate to it, but she kind of is really full of herself sometimes, but not in, not in ways that are alienating as a reader, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. And I thought that was really well done too. And just in general, like Kaylee has flaws. Like there's, there's things she does, especially in the book where I'm like, would I do the same thing? Maybe, but am I mad that you're doing this? Absolutely. Turn around, like stop Mm -hmm. right now. Um, but at the same time, all, it all feels so real to the character. Like you're like, of of course she's going down in this hallway. Like, of, of course she can't put two and two together with this creepy book and all this bad stuff that's happening to her. Like the book, the library. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Dream library. Um, I also like that she's got that bit of arrogance but at the same time she almost deserves it because like she works her butt off exactly she's earned a lot of what she does and we see her fail time and time and time and time and time and (laughs) again you know just (laughs) until the end of the book (laughs) that she works hard and I do think I do think those moments of seeing a character do something that we know that they shouldn't be doing is really fun because it's a really good way to build up tension like she cannot control her body as she is being pulled to the door like it it's terrifying and we want to tell her to snap out of it because we see it and she sees it internally but she can't stop it and we as people don't like when things aren't within control and so taking control away is such a wonderful way to create tension and suspense and everything yeah absolutely um Okay, so we we immediately jumped off of our plot by plot <laughs> point analysis, which is totally fine. We haven't um, even talked about Leo. I know. Well, then, so let's jump back in there. Let's talk about the Celestials and the Celestial realm. Leo's hot and awesome, and that's all anyone ever needs to know. Yeah, I'm kind of upset that she <sighs> I mean, I'm assuming she can't date Leo. I feel like that would be a conflict of interest, but high key, not even low key. 
I, as much as I like Luca, there's still a part of me that's like, you know, Leo's where it's at. Yeah. Just there's options. There's Leo options there. Is the option. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Xana's like, no, no, no. I'm sailing this ship. The ship has sailed. This is. I am captain. Yeah. All aboard. <laughs> no, I love, I love actually all of the Zodiacs, which I think is Even interesting. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like I loved, I, it's, it's interesting because I still remember like when we first meet some of them, especially, um, Leo and Aries, obviously, right. That's like mm-hmm. a huge part of the book when they're those two weirdos in the, in the coffee the shop. Weirdos. Also, <laughs> and also the whole like Leonardo thing. I don't know why that kills me because Leo is a name. I know. It doesn't need to be changed at all. It, it's so funny to me. Doesn't Aries make that point? She's like, yeah, you know, Leo's yeah. a name. Yeah. You didn't need to. There was it's nothing like Kaylee not putting two and two together. It's a family trait. You know what? That's really true. <laughs> um, but I love Leo and Aries. I love Scorpio. I love Capricorn. We're, I know that's oh my weird. Goodness. But like that intro. They were all so fun. Loved. Loved it. Um, and then the food fight. Let's talk about the food fight. Leading up to the food fight, I loved, I loved the closet and just like her options. And she's like, I'm going to look fierce. I'm going to look yeah. great. I'm going to kill it tonight. Yeah. And then she's like, everyone here needs to leave with muck on their face now that muck has been thrown. And yeah. I will stop at nothing to make sure that everyone looks yeah. as disastered as me. It's just- I think that that was one of the first scenes where I was like, okay, I'm down with like what this whole process is going to look like. Because I think you have, there's kind of two ways that you can go with like training processes. Mm -hmm. People have to become something. And I think there's always a, there's a tendency to take, make things like very serious and very Mm -hmm. like, okay, they're going to be like, hitting it hard every day and like they're all you know enemies and like I felt like that was the scene that shows you like okay they're gonna have fun like it might be hard but they're gonna have a lot of fun doing this because it was just such a silly like playful scene Mm -hmm. even though I mean they were literally all fighting I know that that doesn't really bode well for people getting along but I think something like that where people are releasing a lot of their inhibitions and just like going crazy for me I was like okay this is about to be really fun and really funny and it was like even when things get really serious there's these little moments of humor sprinkled into almost everything up until the end when like Trent comes back into the picture um there's these little moments of humor and like or just people getting along or like little jokes between characters. And I think that was one of the things I really loved about the book too. To help break down the walls between people. Yeah. I really did like that. Shall we talk about some of the audience opinions? Yeah, why not? Let's talk about some of the things that we have here. Um, All anonymous. So we're not putting anyone's names in. Although if you do submit and you do want us to put your name in, that is an option. So for next month, if you want us to share your thoughts and you want your name in it, you can use our form on our website um, to let us know what you think. But this time we're all anonymous. 
Um, one of the things just right off the bat that someone called out that I agreed with was that this book had a lack of toxic stereotypes. And Zana, you were kind of talking about something similar earlier too, where like a lot of the kind of more annoying tropes <laughs> that come up in the genre were gone. But I mm -hmm. loved how this person like put it. There really weren't a lot of toxic, like predictable stereotypes. I think for me, the biggest one was the women weren't all enemies. Yes. Like if this book had been written by someone else, you know, Aries would have been especially hard on Kaylee for no reason or have been like really protective of Luca and have been like, mm, no, you can't be with him. Or like mm -hmm. she would have had to fight with Shayna about something. And I loved that like there was for me, dynamics between female characters are huge and this one had such good ones I really agree and even to the point where like would Aries have even let Leo bring Kaylee back like mm, no you can't bring a girl back like I'm the only woman you need in your life or like yeah, there, exactly. it, women are too much work like she could have everyone could have easily been a pick me girl but no one was and yeah. that's another point I really did really like and that I'm really tired of saying in fiction is just pitting women against each other like women do fight with each other all the time but like it doesn't have to be a plot device in every book exactly exactly I'll be um, here all week <laughs> other other plot points um a lot of people said that it made them look at the zodiac signs and like the meanings in a different way um i agree with that i think it definitely did um a lot of people just talking about how original and fun it was um the yeah. world just how beautiful it is uh yep. people want to visit the celestial realm and i agree that i also need a yantari i need one oh yes i need one see it agree with it a hundred percent i'm um, super curious what was your guys's favorite part about the celestial realm that the imagery nope oh, go ahead uh the first book i wrote was about these gods that ruled over a regular oh a normal world and their realm was also called the celestial realm and so i loved that I loved how different your picture of like a celestial realm was from what mine was and just seeing the different places that you took your characters to within the celestial realm and the different types of just everything about it was just so vividly described and so wonderful and so different from anything I had ever imagined that it was so much fun to read. Um, for me, it was just the imagery. I am not at all a visual thinker and everything was described in so much detail that I actually felt like I could picture it. And it, it, that for me is huge in books. Everything just sounded really beautiful um, and also really different. I liked the, the differences in all of the topographies of the different mm -hmm. like areas of the realm. Um, it wasn't, you know, like, oh, this is orange and this is blue. It was like, there's, there's mountains, there's bodies of water, there's this like Colosseum theme. There's all these different um, well thought out elements that show you that you're in like a different place I genuinely felt like if you handed if you wrote down like a scene with absolutely no description just a scene 
that took place somewhere, I would be able to tell you what realm you were in because everything was described so well and so distinctly. So loved that about the celestial realm. Also the Thanks. library. Yes. I love yeah. libraries. Yep. Um, a few things that people commented on just because we do want to be balanced that they maybe wanted more out of in the book or you know, weren't necessarily their favorite parts. Um, one person was saying that they did just want to see a little bit more plot progression where it diverted from the main storyline. Um, that wasn't necessarily my experience. I really liked the pacing, but I guess I can see what they mean because there are moments where it does jump off of that main storyline and go down different, um, different paths. Mm -hmm. And then we also had um, someone who commented that there were a lot of supporting characters, which there definitely were. I think by nature of the fact that the Zodiac has 12 signs, you were already mm -hmm. gonna have a huge amount of characters. And then you add in some of the, um, what are they called? Elementals. Mm -hmm. The elementals. Thank you. The, the Zodiac figures, the recruits. Yep. yep. Spirits. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you, yes. Yeah. Yep. I definitely... I say... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, I, I know that I've had problems like following characters in books before. Um, like I had that problem with uh, the Shadow and Bone series. I, I personally didn't have a problem with it in this book. I feel like Alyssa did a really good job of describing people yeah. well enough that I was able to follow. But I also see how just having a large cast, like the nature yeah. of that, like that can be hard to follow. Yep. But that being said, most of the feedback is like four or five stars. So I think across the board with everyone who read it, people really enjoyed this book, which is why it's on our podcast, in addition to being Melissa's book, obviously. But also I think why, um, why I would say that I would recommend this book to anyone, but especially people who love kind of that like fast paced, like don't run out of time kind of fantasy story and people who are fans of fantasy with just like different worlds and creatures because this has mm -hmm. a lot of that and it's incredibly well done 100 agree yeah. i do think it is interesting if i can take 30 more seconds yes absolutely i feel like in stressful situations like that where you're they are training there is that 13th zodiac that no one else knows that they're fighting it except the people the few seldom people that do know it exist. And it's very easy to forget about the danger yep. in reality. And I really like kind of seeing Kaylee kind of forget every now and then about the major worries in her life, because that's something that we do naturally is we don't want to be stressed yep. or worried, but then it hits her right in the face. And she, you can just feel the stone sinking in her stomach about, I'm not getting away from this. This yep. is going to happen. And I can't run away from this. And yeah. I'm going to have to do it. And I really did like that. Any final thoughts on the book, Santa? I ran the spot. All right. Final thoughts. Or Leo just... is my favorite. Um, <laughs> this book is amazing. Everyone should read it. And I rarely ever use the word should. 
I think it is paced wonderfully. I think the characters are dynamic and fun. I think the imagery is gorgeous. I think the prose is very, very fluid and very fun and easy to read while also being pretty. I really liked it. I think <laughs> it's very enjoyable. As everyone listening has been able to tell, I very thoroughly enjoyed this book. I think it's fun. I think sometimes people forget that books are fun and we don't have to be enlightened with things every time we open a book that we don't have to walk away with a new political ideology or out view on life that we can open a book read it and close it and think that was fun yeah and I think I Alyssa I think you've done a wonderful job of creating a fun bit of escapism for people yeah there we go (laughs) sorry No, I'm blubber and blab. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're good. All right. So that kind of concludes our thoughts on Perilous Star. Um, If you listen to this whole thing and you haven't read it, I'm going to echo Xana. Please go read it. It's (laughs) such a good book. Um, But now, as promised, we are so excited to tell you guys what our book club book for August 2021 is going to be. Alyssa, take it away. We are going to be talking with Lena Amargo about her book, Daughter of the Deep. We've done an interview with her that'll be going up on August 15th, and we are giving you the whole month to get her book. You can buy it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, places where you buy your books online. And um, go ahead, read it, join us for the interview, and submit your comments for the book to our website, or we also have our Instagram page at Through the Portal Podcast. So thank you so much for joining us as our guest today, Zana. It, I mean, you guys had really <laughs> great things to say about my book. So I enjoyed this whole thing. But um, yeah, I just thank you for being here. And thank you for those of you who are listening for joining us. Uh, if you haven't already, leave this podcast a review. And um, we look forward to talking with you in August. Bye. Bye.